Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Carl Perkins, and today we're studying Megillah Daf Yud Zion, Tractate Megillah, page 17. A new chapter of Masachet Megillah, or Tractate Megillah, begins on this page. It's chapter 2, whose focus is on how the Megillah, or the scroll of Esther, is to be read on the holiday of Purim. It uh, begins on this page, and the chapter continues for about four dapim, or four folio pages. As do all chapters, we begin with an excerpt from the Mishnah. The particular excerpt from the Mishnah on this page tells us that we must read the Megillah in order. We also learn that we actually have to read the Megillah, not just recite it from memory. We can read it in any language we understand, but it should be written in Hebrew with special breaks, with special ink rather, on parchments. We don't have to read it straight through. Uh, we can take breaks in between portions. Uh, we can even fall asleep in between chapters, but we can't read it out of order. Order is key. Uh, the Gemara goes on to give us various rationales various proof texts for supporting the notion that we are to read the Megillah in order. Uh, for example, just as the fulfilling of the obligations of Purim are to be done in a particular order, so too should the telling of the story, which is uh, contained within the Megillah, of course, so too should that telling or retelling be done according to the proper order. The Talmud then presents us with a Baraita, a rabbinic teaching not found in the Mishnah, that says that the same is true of several other liturgical units. The Hallel, which is the recitation of Psalms 113 to 118 that are recited on the Jewish festivals of Passover, Shavuot, and Sukkot, and also on Hanukkah and Rosh Chodesh. The Hallel is to be recited in order. The Shema is to be recited in order. The Shema consists of three paragraphs from the Torah that, is, that are to be recited as a unit twice a day, morning and evening. Uh, also, the Amidah, which is a collection of 19, originally 18, blessings recited three times a day, so too is the Amidah to be recited in order. There's a reasonably long sugya, or Talmudic discussion, presenting the minority and the majority opinions of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, or Judah the Patriarch, and the sages, uh, respectively, on how the Shema is to be recited, which includes, again, mention of the importance of, of reciting the Shema in order. And then there is a lengthy and actually quite lovely sugya, or uh, Talmudic discussion, that continues on to the top of the next folio page, page 18a, that attempts to explain the order of the 19 blessings of the Amidah. And it's, it's really quite lovely the way it flows from one blessing to the next, to the next, to the next. Indeed, uh, when we're told that the sage Shimon Hafakulti uh, arranged the Amidah, the words used in Hebrew are, he placed in the proper order 
the 18 blessings of the Amidah before Rabban Gamliel in their proper order in Yavna. Um, this raises a question. Why is order so important? Why is the importance of order expressed in the laws concerning the public reading of the Megillah, the chanting of Hallel, the recitation of the Shema, and the silent reading of the Amidah? These texts uh, clearly are performed in different ways. Uh, they may be sung or read or recited out loud or silently, but one characteristic seems to be common to all. We must move through them in the prescribed order. I think that there's something important and in fact profound about this. It's something fundamental to Jewish belief and therefore Jewish practice. Namely, the belief that the real world is a world in which things follow their natural order, and thus Jewish practice must reflect this. As the Talmud elsewhere puts it, olam kemin hago noheg, the world follows its natural order. There are laws of nature, and all of these are not to be violated. Now, that doesn't mean that there are no miracles in the world. In fact, the miracle of Purim and the miracle of Chanukah are certainly prominent in the liturgy and in rabbinic theology, but one kind of miracle does not happen in our world, namely the reversal of time. The order of time is never violated. That seems to be fundamental and universal within the Jewish world. Uh, you could in fact argue that only if we were to read the Mikilah in order were, would we be able to appreciate the miracle of Purim. Only if we understood how close the Jews came to being destroyed can we appreciate the miracle of their having been rescued. So there is something practical about that. There may be something compulsive about the halachic practice of making sure that everyone hears every word of the Megillah, but there is nothing compulsive about making sure that the story is read in the proper order. That is tied up with the desire that its message gets across. And the larger message about living in the world also gets across. The Talmud's focus on order is, I think, about maintaining coherence between the real world that we live in and our prayer life. The rabbis of the Talmudic age didn't want us to be imagining that magical possibilities could come to pass. They wanted us to live in the world of the here and now, a world in which history matters, a world in which the past is past and the future lies ahead of us. A prayer to reverse the order of time, a prayer to undo what has already happened, a prayer to reverse the order of time. They, the, the rabbis elsewhere in the ninth chapter of the tractate Brachot refer to as a futile prayer, a tefillat shav. The message of our page of Talmud, the page we've been studying today, Daf Yud Zion, page 17 of tractate Megillah, seems to be that we shouldn't ever do anything to suggest that we believe, that we expect, or frankly even hope, that God will reverse the order of time. Reading the Megillah out of order would apparently suggest just that to the rabbis. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently. 
and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.